Bridget, <laughs> and you know her from our uh, other episode where we also had a very special guest, which was she. <laughs> her. So uh, there was a very important part that we wanted to discuss with Bridget, but we sadly had uh, uh, we had no uh, no time. But uh, we didn't like the will, so we have Bridget again here today, and. Uh, she is going to share with us her journey to orthodoxy. And by the way, remember, guys, when we initially started this channel, it was our initial idea to get all of you guys here that you should share your stories. That really didn't go anywhere. But we are trying to get back on course. So, Bridget, please take it away. And you can feel free to use the, the whiteboard behind you. Oh, right. At any yeah. time. At any time, just saying. Diagram it. Yes. Okay. Um. So let's see. Um. I don't know why I'm so caught off guard. Um. Okay. Uh. My journey to orthodoxy was long, just like everybody else's. True. Here's how I'll start the story. So, um, I am, um. Most of my background is like Irish Native American. Like those are the, the two biggest parts. Okay. Um, but my family's been in Texas for a very long time. But in terms of like my ethnicity, that's that those are the parts. Um I in terms of my religious ethnicity, it's Protestant going back to um like Mormon circuit preachers. Um so that wait, was like, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, load game. What Mormon? What? Mormon circuit preachers. I think that was like great great grandfather was a Mormon circuit preacher, and what then you say? Christian background or religious background. True. <laughs> Let's say religious. <laughs> um, good theological distinction, Milos. Thank you. Yay. No. Okay. Um, and so. But, you know, through the uh, generations, and I realized this when I became Orthodox, I truly believe, and my husband believes this too, that God has been working in our family to reverse the effects of the schism in our family. And we are the result of the reversal of the effect of the schism. We've come back to the home church. Um, so I see like a lot in my background of like of well-intentioned Christians or religious seekers trying to find the true church and being just flabbergasted in the West because of the extreme pluralism of Christian denominations. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I was raised with, I was raised without very much um, religious instruction, although I went to Catholic school my entire life. That should tell you something about the state of Catholic schools in the United States. Uh, not good. Okay. Um, let me just what? say this. I went to Catholic. My parents spent more than $60,000 on my Catholic school education, and that's not including college, and I never read the Old Testament through once. Uh, it's better that you got a small apartment in Belgrade for that money <laughs> <laughs> and rented it. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So 
So, uh, my, um, but my, my grandmother was, um, my grandmother who recently was chrismated this year, she is, uh, she's, uh, one of those like well-intentioned Western Christians. She, she wants to know Christ. She loves Christ. And I think it's that desire that ultimately, um, gave her the prudence to walk into the Orthodox church with me. But, um, she, if I wanted to go to church growing up, like I'd call her and we'd go to Catholic mass. Um, but it was few and far between. And, um, my, my mom and dad, uh, thought it was important to raise their kids in a church and they picked the Catholics because we got a discount at Catholic school and because it was down the street. But, um, it wasn't like, it wasn't like my parents embraced the Catholic church. They, my mom, I think is largely critical of it, but she just, I think they did their best. Uh, and, um, so I was um, largely raised to be a secular, yuppie, like atheist, agnostic chick, right? I was raised to have a career and, um, you know, the idea that I would get married or have two kids was kind of like a side thing. And of course, this was extremely enforced, reinforced by the Catholic high school I went to. I went to an all-girl Catholic high school and... There was no home economics, which I think is strange. I mean, even if you think that women should be career women, I have no problem with that. It's not like they're not also going to have to cook. Like, come on. Or, or like, it's not like all career women are just not going to have children. Like, why wouldn't? Anyways, the assumption was in the, and it was just in the water that a family and a husband should be in like the back of your mind and what you need to focus on is being having a successful career. And I think specifically for women that can be very like theologically detrimental. Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you. This did have a this did have the, the school vibe. So I, I had to Google Yapi. Obviously I <laughs> I uh I, I had some problems with how how to spell it, but I I I I found it. Yeah, yuppie, yeah, and it says <laughs> young urban professional. Like I've heard I've heard yuppie, but I I never never really thought about what what that is. Oh yeah, um, I was like, I is she gonna I grow colloquially uh, and pejoratively. I'm using it. Okay, um, I'm using it in a way that to make fun of myself. It means that when I say young, yuppie, vegan, secular atheist, I mean, you know, your general, um, your general resident of like any large U.S. city that goes to Starbucks and spends their Sunday morning, you know, strolling through Whole Foods and, you know, um, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm using it pejoratively. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah. Is is Whole Food? Is Whole Food that the, the green the green logo? Yeah. That's where you get all your keto. Yeah, um, yeah. Snacks. yeah I remember. I, I I I I used to I used to have lunch there actually once. And it was, oh yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, hot plate, but it's also not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap, and 
But Dylan yes, took you know the best. How I do it? You know how I do it? I was like, does, does it have sugar? No. Does it have sugar? No. And then, like, when I, when I get it there, it's like, uh, 49 bucks. 49 bucks for what? Like, yeah, for grass. For grass. I just wanted to have a quick lunch. Like, I could have gone to a restaurant for 59 bucks. And no, you didn't go to a restaurant. You went to an amusement park for adults. That's what these grocery stores are. They've got like, they've just got like buffets everywhere. And like, here's how to be happy well, and healthy. I, I, I have to say, I've seen stuff there. I've seen stuff. Stuff okay. I don't understand. Small bottles, bottles of something completely ridiculous and and my friend who was with me bought one of them and drank he said it was the worst thing he ever had we don't even know what that is it's like substitute for coffee or something i don't i don't even know but it comes in small bottles and you're supposed to drink it M, you're the only person uh, in in the entire galaxy who was surprised at the bill in a whole food store <laughs> no i was surprised once <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, even next, once is too much. Time, once time, is once too much. My plate was 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 you know tiny, <laughs> and it was seventeen and a half bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly salads because they don't weigh that, much. They weigh the thing, you know. <laughs> still expensive, you know. It, it costs is. a lot of money not to use chemicals on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I, I don't know. I mean, look, maybe, maybe that's like more or less the equivalent of what we call healthy food here, and it's not really healthy. I was yeah. surprised when I when I was walking down down the <laughs> aisle. <laughs> I was walking next to the 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 the, the food stuff, and uh, the, the entire salad, the entire salad section, every mm -hmm. every single salad had sugar in it. And it's read very explicitly yeah. that there's sugar in it because they have they obviously have to write probably there's a law or something I don't know, but every single salad sugar, and <laughs> why why put sugar in salad? Whole food. It tastes better. It tastes better. Cranberries. Okay, better. here's the deal. You're not the only insane diet that exists in the whole foods like universe. They have to, they have to appeal to the keto people. They have to do the gluten free people. They got to do the vegan. They got to do the semi vegetarian. I nothing ever said keto. I really had to read everything. Nothing was explicitly keto. How how, how long ago was this? A year. Which Whole Foods? Because you get to complain. Uh, the whole food. Get in so much trouble. Whole Foods <laughs> whole food in Playa Vista, California. Like, <gasps> oh, that's a big no-no. Why? That's why? a big old secular spin. You didn't accommodate a special diet in California? Well, here's the deal. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As a punishment, we have to burn one of their remaining two forests. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get so much trouble for saying that. Let's, let's <laughs> That's because I snorted. I laughed so hard. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, I, I forgot you were you were in Texas. I. I, I <laughs> yeah. But hey, um, Whole Foods started in Texas. 
There you go. Austin, Texas, yo. We've got yeah. in Austin, Texas, close to the equator, that whole foods is such an amusement park for adults. There's an actual ice skating rink on top of it. <laughs> you know, I Bless your heart. Food. Bless your heart. If for <laughs> any given reason, for any given reason, if for any, any given reason, I have to go to United States again, I'll go to either Texas or Pennsylvania. That that's I already decided that. You go to Cracker Barrel. You don't go to vegan to vegan Whole Foods thingies places. <laughs> it makes me so happy you know what Cracker Barrel is. How do you know uh, that? Uh, because Father Dimitri, my late spiritual father, oh, took me there, and I really like the place. But um, I really. Um, you know, they said that side dishes and salads are on one category on the menu, and they left so hard because, like, mac and cheese in salads. Yes, I can pass here. <laughs> yes. And do you love how there's a candy store that you have to walk through before you get to your table? <laughs> this is this That's is a, mean. That's mean. Fantastic. This is a fantastic how you how you. Got got to work about the uh uh that that I know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, I didn't want to interrupt. No, don't understand. Don't misunderstand me. The the entire purpose of this podcast, we call it podcast, even though it has nothing to do with the podcast. But the entire purpose of it is for us to have a normal conversation without any strains. You know, it it's oh, not yeah, like yeah. in church, so we only have to speak church. You know, <laughs> like okay, sister. Please continue. Let's let's keep it on the main thread, sister. Here's what I want to say, though, really quickly about Whole Foods and places I like know. <laughs> First of all, uh, thank God they exist because it makes fasting a lot easier. I am not a talented cook. Like I said, the nuns failed to teach me anything about cooking. So the idea that I have to feed my husband and figure out how to do it without you know, dairy or meat is extremely overwhelming to me because I can barely boil a freaking egg. Okay. So places, <laughs> so places like Whole Foods have made that much easier. But here's what I'll say. If you walk through Whole Foods or Central Market, you, it's, it's like, all, it's no longer even a joke how pagan secular cultures become because the remedies and the potions and the claims on these labels are, they're not ironic. So like you can get, I picked up a granola bar that was shaman blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I saw these things. Like it, it wasn't granola. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was some kind of a drink, but I saw that. And it, there was like a text on the, on the box and it said like, uh, you know, they 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 took it here, then they took it there. The recipe is old as as the earth itself, and blah blah blah. And I was, the only the only comment that that the, my friend and, and and myself had was like, these Americans always sell you crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's true. That is true. We're excellent marketers, but also we're getting so pagan. It's not atheistic. But yeah. tell me, yeah. this is the size of the bottle. But these, these are eye drops. But this yeah. is the size of the bottle. And, and what is that? Like, it's in the fridge next to the... First of all, as you know, there are about 18,000 different kinds of sweeteners that are all equally nasty, okay? People will just jog these down. Right? Oh, yeah. Or they're shots. Like, they're like ginger oh, shots. Yeah, what is that? Like 
like wheatgrass in them, which by the way, I think it's 50%. I'm not sure, but I think there's some percentage of the population that can't digest wheatgrass. So if you do a shot of it, you'll like barf in 30 minutes. I'm part of that population. But why do um, they take shots of it? Why do people take shots of it? They think, they, they think of it like medicine. These are people who are very skeptical of Western medicine and they think of it like, like it's like a boost. It's like, um, I'm trying to think of- Boost. A magic potion, a magic potion, literally. Like It's like holy water for them. It's, it's like, okay, if I get sick, I will take some holy water along with whatever I'm prescribed, right? That's, I don't think of it like a boost, but it's, and it's not a perfect metaphor, but like that's what they, they they think of it like that. And it's not silly. I mean, if you have a stomach ache and you take a shot of ginger, it might help. True. But, I mean, you know. It's not harmful, but um, yes. it isn't magic either. Right. Um, you also find in these places sometimes these hilarious, <laughs> like, crystal claims about crystals about how this crystal will help you help rid your home of toxic energy. So like if you wear it somehow, like all the jerks or like Trump supporters, like won't come near you because they'll be too scared or like, I... <laughs> you know, uh, one of the, uh, one of the, I can't find it, but it was called like new age dictionary. It was a, like a booklet which was hilarious, <laughs> you know, and, uh -huh. uh, and under the heading of crystals, it said, uh, crystals are minerals that allow you to contact higher intelligences. If you're willing to pay uh, 50 bucks for a, a piece of qu uh, quartz, you really are in need of contacting higher intelligences. <laughs> <laughs> and it, all of the definitions power. were... Sorry? It's, it's a serious problem in um, like healthcare because there is uh, a yeah. there is a significant movement of people who will they will seek out if they have you know a serious disease like cancer or something they will seek out these alternative therapies until it's yeah. too late and you yeah. know um, I'm not here to talk about bioethics but that's a whole fascinating like philosophical issue like who has the authority to yeah. tell them yeah right. anyway. Right on the on the whiteboard, bio dash ethics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that I like the simplicity of the yuppie and the. Yeah. Anyways, okay, where was I? Was I okay? Whole Foods. I went there a lot. Yeah, so I basically was one of those people. I mean, I'm making fun of them because I was one of them. In college, I um I was um self-professed feminist socialist. I wore um combat boots did you take ginger shots yes i took ginger shots i my husband calls called me bronte as in brontosaurus when he met me because like all i ate was leaves um it's one of the things that made me like the orthodox church even though when i first went i thought it was a cult because they were all fasting and it was like free vegan food they would like feed me the food that i was already eating and i was like great <laughs> I'll eat with this cult. <laughs> um, anyways, okay, so I find myself in college. Um, and um, oh, one thing that I forgot to say is that I always, 
Um, God never left me all through this. I was close to God when I was a child. I prayed a lot when I was little um, because my parents did have the sense to teach me like to pray at night and my grandmother did and he never left me. Um, even though on many occasions I must have let him down and my poor guardian angel wept for like six years straight, I'm sure. Um, he never left me. And as much as I wanted to deny his existence, he made it felt all the time. So I will say that he made it a lot easier for me to turn to him because he was just like, you know, you know, if you're like in a room, you can feel somebody staring at you, even if you don't know that they are like mm -hmm. behind you. That's what it felt like. Wow. Um, so um, I took a bunch of philosophy classes at my undergraduate institution before I was even a major because I thought they were fascinating. There were questions that I had always asked myself. Um, philosophy is really interesting if you don't know the truth. Once you convert and you know the truth, I have to say it gets a lot less interesting, but that's just an opinion. Uh, so I took a class on the existence of God and I... Pretty, I, I pretty quickly realized, oh, okay, so I know that God exists um, because to me, the evidence seemed to point to it. But I have to say, the philosophy class forced me to confront the issue. If, if I hadn't felt his presence and had this kind of, um, I had, and had the like self-realization that I had just been pushing away something that I had known all along, mm -hmm. I don't know if, taking a philosophy class on the existence of God would have done anything for me. So I know plenty of philosophers, for example, who are well-versed in the very good arguments, philosophical there are arguments there are for the existence of a monotheistic God who are not persuaded by them at all. And I think that that's because their like noose is spiritually deficient. There have been other things that have happened to them in their life such that they're further blocked from God. Um, that is neither here nor there. But so, so I realized that I believed in God and I was like, okay, so which one do I believe in? Because <laughs> there are so many. So, you know, I just spent a lot of time like looking and ignoring it and then looking some more. And I met a professor and he was Orthodox and he invited me to liturgy. I think mostly because he thought it would be hilarious to like see what I did because he didn't tell me that the liturgy he invited me to was Pascha. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> And like, you know, I was trying to be respectful because at this time I was one of those people who was like, respect all cultures. And I was like, what do you do? You get dressed up for church. So I had these like giant heels on and it's like this four hour service and like the women have their head covered. And, you know, I'm just sitting there like I was so angry because I was like, oh, they're all enslaved to their husbands. And like, look at this patriarchal. Ugh. But you know what? If I was being honest with myself, what I was jealous of was the fact that they had what I didn't have. Yeah. It was a husband and family. Uh, um, can I intersect? Yes. Intersect the right word? Intersect? In, interject. Interject. <laughs> interject. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
if I can intersect just a little bit. <laughs> I lost my train of thought now because I got too involved with with uh, with the transition. Oh no! Oh no! By the way, uh, until his train uh, makes a full circle and returns to his head, uh, I'm curious uh, because it's interesting that somebody admits that they were jealous of something and then later they admit it because you know something that they i don't want to say hated but might as well hated so how did that thought process develop i mean uh, it sounds interesting as in uh, how did you realize that you were disliking something only because you didn't have it and you really wanted to have it and i also have something to add to that question before you yeah, answer yeah, sure. thank you B. so I'm wondering with with how you were raised uh, and this entire context and all, and you developed into, as you say, a self-proclaimed feminist and uh, yeah, being secular feminist atheist. All of that. Yeah, you know, we can we can find a, a one name like an umbrella term uh, for that. But we'll do our best uh, later. But were you were I? I just like, let me like formulate the question. You decided this. It was a matter of choice. This is how you wanted to see yourself. But yeah. were you in an internal conflict in terms of what you feel you should be versus what you decided to be? Understand what I'm what I'm asking you? Are you asking? Did I decide to be a yuppie vegan secular atheist? I think that was much more cultural. Like I don't <laughs> think I had as much agency in that decision. That's more about like how I was raised. I had about as much agency in the decision to be like career oriented and mm -hmm. um, things like that. Again, I don't want to uh, say that career oriented women are bad. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like the total focus in your early life on that is that puts women in a very difficult position because ding, 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 we have a biological clock and we have to get things done before a certain time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, that it was, you know, as I had about as much choice in that as Nina has in being Orthodox, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. she's going to be raised in the church and she's going to be raised going to church and she's going to be raised with certain presuppositions. I'm, I was raised with the, I, I, I was just a very typical young millennial girl. Yeah. And um, I think the typical young millennial girl reaction to a, to coming into a place where there are traditional like structures, there are um, hyper masculine men who mm -hmm. have families, um, uh, and you know the like the liturgy is guided by men. Mm -hmm. Is to say, hold on, what's going on here? Why are all these men in here? Okay, <laughs> that's just like the typical reaction. And um, also it's traditional, right? Like it's traditional. You're taught yeah. to have like a level of skepticism towards anything like that. Um, but I, I can't, I couldn't help the fact that I was curious. The, the realization that I was jealous of what they had only came much later. And it was actually as a result of like some like sociobiological reading that I did and some like work that I did on just once I realized that science pointed to there's a huge difference between men and women, and that was just through secular studies, 
I got so interested in traditional cultures only because mm -hmm. I felt that the modern culture that I was a part of was, was detrimental in a lot of ways, but mostly between the sexes with the relation between the sexes in modern society is really problematic because they were, mm -hmm. because the there are many institutions that are set up to reflect a reality that absolutely does not exist, which is yeah. something we touched on last time, which is like the way men see the world and the way women see the world are fundamentally different. Thank God. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so it was only later that I appreciated that I was pretty jealous that, you know, they had what I like didn't have, but also because, you know, like, even though I was this like yuppie chick, I wanted a boyfriend. I, I was tired. I was like, I wanted, I wanted a boyfriend. I wanted, I was like tired of being single and I was really tired of like going places and like not having my drink paid for by men because I was supposed to pay for it. Right. So like, even though I was this like modern chick, I was also raised in a Southern state and Southern, um, Southern manners were something that were that, that, that was in my house growing up. And so I was upset that that wasn't happening. Um, and so I go to this place and I'm confronted with hyper-masculine men, which mm -hmm. if, if like, if women are being honest and the data all points to it, um, women are like hypermasculinity appeals to women. We might not like it and we might, we might say we don't like being bossed around by it, but we tend to choose them as our mates. <laughs> uh, as a, as a Twitter, uh, as an article that they saw on Twitter goes, why do women like men who wear dresses? Actual dresses, not robes, so dresses. Harry Styles <laughs> is not wearing, he's not wearing dresses, and he's not even gay or whatever category. He doesn't need to be gay to be gay. Exactly. <laughs> precisely, precisely. And then Dolce Gabbana or whoever, you know, dresses up. Harry Styles, because, you know, let's show the world that you don't have to be gay or trans or one of those categories in order for you to wear a dress. Mm -hmm. Here's why Harry Styles gets to do that. Harry Styles, for all intents and purposes, occupies an extremely masculine position. Namely, he has control over many, many resources. The sociobiological data says, what do women want? Women want a mate that will be able to provide for them during an extremely vulnerable period of time in their lives, namely pregnancy. Yep. Oh, Harry Styles has all the money in the world, all the acclaim. In terms of the sociobiological ladder, he's at the very top. He can have any mate he wants. I'm just speaking about sociobiology. I'm not talking theologically, okay? Mm -hmm. So yeah, he can wear a dress, but all the chicks know that it doesn't matter. If, you know, Joe Schmo, who lives in a studio apartment down the street, walks out in a dress and goes to a bar, I doubt very seriously he's gonna get laid tonight. Not to be crap, <laughs> but please. Joe, this doesn't work for you, Joe. <laughs> it doesn't work for you, Joe. <laughs> Joe Schmo. But, but maybe he, somebody will buy him a drink. <laughs> <laughs> True, depending on where the bar is.
Jorge. I, I just wanted to say, I just want to say, uh, I think that uh, where traditional gender roles win over modern gender roles, or even better yet, lack thereof, is that traditional gender roles are still primarily based in nature. Whereas modern view of gender roles is basically an academic creation, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what fascinates me, honestly, fascinates like the entirety of me. You have mm -hmm. biological science, you have natural sciences on one end, yep. and you have experimentally and uh, through 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 so much work, people have discovered some facts about the biological sex as the the way the human brain works, the way the human body works, mm -hmm. and have def have defined something. And then you have social sciences who are now pushing natural sciences to change their claim based yep. on based on social perception of what genders or whatever are su supposed to be, which is literally. Look, man, if I want to be called a dolphin, I want to be called a dolphin. Find your reason in biology why I should be called a dolphin. Well, here's what I'll say about that. Like, this is a really interesting issue. If you're interested in it, you should, like, do casual reading in the philosophy of science because it's the history of science and the history of the philosophy behind science is endlessly fascinating. And yeah. as a side note, I will say that if the schism had not happened, I don't think that science would have flourished as quickly. Yeah. I don't think it would have flourished as quickly because I think it required certain scholastic presuppositions and impetuses. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but uh, uh, to be quite honest, I don't think that scholasticism would not have developed if there were no schism. I mean, you have even in East some scholastic approaches, so uh, it's not really. Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, I would have been rooted out because I'm very angry about the scholastics. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I've always yeah. wanted to ask another person about whether they thought that. So that's really cool. That's interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah. So the history of science. It's all okay. Uh, the, the, the humanities and science are not like these like islands that are separate, right? They've always been intertwined. Intertwined. Mm -hmm. um, the the um, like culture dictates where like the scientific method will go, and the scientific method was an outgrowth of like a, of the humanities of the, at the time that it was like developed and blah 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 blah. So, but you're right. It's interesting. It's it's interesting because, to me, because currently the people who are claiming these things that have no empirical backing whatsoever yeah. are also the same people who will say to people who disagree with them that you are against science. Of course, and they're practically it's not really funny. Or a Nazi. But yeah, but that's like, yeah. you know, I, I've learned that's a thing. I know a lot of people who do this, like, just project things. Um, like, yeah, their opinions are all backed by science, and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Anyways, before I get y'all in more trouble, <sighs> you, um, won't, you won't trust us. You won't. No, no, no. Somebody will will pull this out of context. I hope I hope you respond again, and not me. <laughs> I'll let I you do the dirty work. 
I'll be a good old patriarchal Orthodox Christian, and I'll let the men do the dirty work. How about that? Oh, it was, it was, it was everything's everything's cool. Um. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. He's here, but but okay. It is what it is. It can't be better. We know that. Um. I don't. I can't remember where I was in my conversion story. Anyway, so I. I guess yeah. I was going to liturgy, and this particular professor, who would later become my godpapa, um, he uh, had the sense to. I was like doing a thesis with him, and he had the sense to tell me that he would only look at drafts after liturgy, and I had to come to liturgy <laughs> for him to look at the draft. And uh, so really. Um, the rest is history, you know, like the liturgy started working on me in the mystical way that it does. Um, and God started working on me. And um, uh, how long were you a Catholic? Yeah. Um, I think a year. Okay. Now, if I can interrupt you for just a second, because today I had, I had a, I had a very interesting Revelation to me, it's revelation. Let me tell you how catechumen works in Serbian Orthodox Church. Please. Okay, Please. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me let me tell you this. Okay, so I'm listening to a podcast. Um, so Father Andrew Stephen Deming is interviewing another priest, cool guy. I like the podcast a lot. Yeah, me and too. they're talking about how. Uh, priests, um, when when people come to them saying they want to convert to orthodoxy, how they have different, you know, um, I guess, um, different time frames throughout which these people will be catechumens before they are brought into into the church by by being chrismated or better, whatever the, the term is, mm -hmm. and. They said something like, well, I don't know, anywhere from like one to three months or, or, or maybe even one to three years. And then it just, I just had a full stop. My brain just froze because, let me get back to, let me tell you how this looks like in Serbia. So somebody wants to get married and they want oh. to have, they want to have um, how do you say that, best man. They, have, they want to have a best man in the in For the baptism. And, For baptism. Marriage. Hold on. Marriage. Uh, yeah, best man. Yeah. Somebody wants or to get and they they want to have a best man. And uh, obviously in Serbia, everybody's you know uh, connecting the church wedding and the uh, the the wedding wedding. You know, it, it all has to be in the same day. There's a there's a process. There's a tradition. And then basically, the, if, if the best man is not, you know, uh, chrismated, it gets done in a, in a day. Duh. It gets that the best man wasn't chrismated, but he he was allowed to be the best man even though he wasn't a Christian. Well, okay, that's fine. Rules might be might differ from, uh, you know, jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but still, you know, there is a oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, well, yeah. well, okay. First, first of all, hold on. There is a difference. We are all here brought into 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 a very orthodox, um, you know um way of of raising kids etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know 
it's definitely not the same when somebody in the United States wants criminal orthodox and somebody here in right. Serbia, you know. But still, but mm. still, but still, it's amazing to me, and makes a whole lot of sense for people to be catechumens as long as it takes, uh, and to be actually guided by priests. And here's the thing: in in the United States, orthodoxy. I don't know if is it one or five million people Orthodox Christian. I don't even know, but still, there's not a lot of people, and the the time that, that your priest can give you, uh, it it just looks different than it is here, yeah. Right, because there's also, there's much more people going to church here. Do you have a shortage of priests in Serbia? Do you need more? Shortage of priests. No, no. We can we can export them if you if you want. What do you mean? But 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 you're saying that you're saying that are you saying that they don't have enough time because the parishes are so big to meet with each person individually? I thought that's what you were saying. It's not because of it's not because we have. I guess I I, I just opened up a bit of a Pandora's box, uh, which which we 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 we're good we, at that. <laughs> we might have we we might have been better off just letting it remain closed but you know it's it's just so different here than it is in the united states right granted um, as as b said sometimes during our conversation maybe maybe even now today i don't even know uh, or somebody else told me that there's there's a lot here a lot of wisdom and uh, and uh, true christian christian uh, uh, morals and values that are imbued with yeah. religion, you know, and, yes. and that's where the difference is. And and to be honest, if you knew how many holy martyrs Serbian people has, you right. would be amazed. You would be amazed. I know. I know. I would be. It's I'm amazing. Amazing. We are yeah. stepping on holy bones everywhere, right? That that's that's not literally. <laughs> But 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 you know that that's that's literally. <laughs> I know. Uh, yes, not. Well, that's what I mean. Last no. time, remember, I said I had these rose-colored glasses on about what it would be like to live in a place like Serbia. And of course, like every time, like something happens in the United States politically that we don't like, Dylan and I are always like, "We just need to move to Russia or something like that," you know, because, yeah. because we want that so bad. Many Americans are moving to Serbia. I've I've been seeing more and more YouTube channels popping left and right from Americans reviewing Serbia and telling people come here it's cheap it's safe and it's freaking awesome but but it's we we digress again I'm, and I and I'll just want to try very slowly to get us back to the main thread the reason why I mentioned this is exactly because you mentioned the pink glasses before here's what happens and this is what Stephen Damick uh, Father Stephen Damick talked about in this podcast it was, it was great it was such a good it gave me so much insight. And so much topics to think about. The thing is, what happens is you have this way of looking at these Orthodox countries. And, and then you get B and me, for example, talking bad about uh, the church government here. You know, the, you know the, 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 the bishops or something like that. And you're like, you know, and, and, and what can happen is, you know, your, your things collapse for you. And that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Because... Because, you know, it's easy for us to find flaws in a very much Christian country where people are Orthodox Christians, you know? 
it's easy for us to see these things and it's also easy for us not to see some great things that are happening yeah yeah precisely you know so we really at the end of the day we need to be very very careful it's mm -hmm. great to talk about them and compare but we need to be very very careful in terms yeah. of in terms of adopting new views you know having like one thing like collapse our point of view do we have to be very careful about these things you know oh yeah i feel like i mean here's what i thought i mean i i i i know that i first of all i know nothing about church politics anywhere in my country in your country i tend to stay away from them so i sometimes i look like idiot like an idiot when i'm having conversations with people about very obvious things because i tend to try to like stay away from it same thing as faculty, you know, university policies, government policies, policies. It, it, yeah. Politics. Sorry, it's it's always the same. I I went to college. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing. People are always gonna be people. Yeah. My assumption though is is like, I think the special thing that's happening in the United States is we have like we have established churches in like Serbia, in Russia in Syria, um, in Romania, we have like these established cultural influences in churches that, that color the way, you know, the uh, church life is in those places. And you have obviously the diaspora in the United States where you have these influences, but you also have them in a country, the United States, that has an extremely particular culture itself. So what I think is kind of exciting is and especially in the South, because I think, I mean, the North and the South in the United States have different cultures, but because I'm a part of Southern culture, I can see it. I think we're seeing a like emergence of one of these new cultural in influences, namely the emergence of the American church and what that's going to look like is going to be as different as what a, the church is like in Syria versus like Russia. Like the American church is just going to be different in some of its cultural emphasis because we're Americans, <laughs> you yeah, know. As long as, long as the, you don't theologically slash dogmatically stray in terms of right, then we wouldn't still, be at the Orthodox Church. Orthodox. You know, you're still Orthodox. Like, yeah, people are going to sit down in church. That's 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 obviously a local thing, and and we talk about that as well, mm. uh, very very briefly. But yeah, so so basically, there are there are some differences, but there's there's great things and and some not so great things in all in both uh right. versions, you know in both flavors in both yeah. ways and cultures um and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard to see or not see them you know yeah. uh, in this particular case i actually really liked the fact that people are are catechumen for for a year that to me that like that sounds great it really blew me away i didn't i never even thought about it like i know beast constantly talking about with catechumens on, on his main channel but i was like like I, I would you know he's he speaks with a catechumen in comments or something and i'm like okay. this guy's gonna be chrismated in like two days and that's that's not what's going to happen you know sorry for sharing this, no, this, that's good. It's just so different. I just, I loved it. I loved it. I, I'd recommend every priest here in Serbia to have people as catechumens for a year. It's Let's quite prudent. 
Let's see. If technically, technically, our assembly of bishops even mandated that, but. But. But Serbia. <laughs> okay, but here's the deal. For example, my grandmother is 80 years old. She okay. was not a catechumen for a year. Okay. <laughs> my, my she, had, she has the 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 she has the wisdom for it. You know, it's it's different. Well, and but even still, like sometimes she'll say things, and it's like, wow, that was a really Baptist thing to say. But. No, <laughs> but it's okay because yeah you know you make a dispensation for the octogenarians okay so but i in general also agree but that's the point you see sorry i'll 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 leave it here after after this so priests All right. commit their time and pastoral energy for every single catechumen and they make the choice yeah and that makes all the sense in the world because right. you know this is this is the point this is the right. point of their function this is their function which to me this is great it doesn't work like that here i'd like to see it work like that here as well i would love to have gotten a sort of an education um where i when i when i joined uh when i became self-educated beautifully though i mean i'm i'm quite jealous you're like, but, but still, trust me, trust me. Like I've picked things up. I don't even know how, like I never went through any sort of an education. I'd love to have went, but you know, I mean, I don't even, I don't yeah. even know what's best, but still it looks great to me. That, that's how things work. So yeah. It, another good thing about it is this, you do have to get to know your priest and it's important because the the role of confession in the Orthodox faith, 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 faith <laughs> is um, is like huge. It's it's it is the cornerstone, in addition to God's commands, of our quote moral theory. the The commands of God are interpreted inside of the confessional, and yeah. if you don't have a relationship with your priest, which is something that is very rare in like, the Western Christian context, this kind of like conversation with a priest where you're face to face with them talking through your sins, not just, you know, what you see in movies or what you know about. I mean, frankly, I, you know, I went to Catholic school. I did the Catholic confession thing. It, it, yeah. Your face is covered. You say your prayers, you get your penance and then boom, you're out. There's no conversation. There's no like long-term relationship it's not like the priest also knows your husband and is confessing you in, like kind of at the same time and helping you yeah. you know all of those things and so you can find ways to do a cat catholic confession here as well <laughs> sure yeah yeah, yeah. Without, any, without any penance yeah, and without the grill but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so it's important for that too um my catech the way I was a catechumen actually was through my professor mostly. And I mean, I got to know my priest well, but my professor um, who later became my godfather was um, a well-respected member of the church and trusted to like, tell me what was important. Um, and another like in important aspect of my um, journey to the church was, did have to do majorly with, um, my philosophical studies. So mm -hmm. I became a um, Orthodox Christian as a senior in college. I yeah. knew that I was 
going to get my master's in philosophy. And at the time I wanted to be a professor, I was steeped in philosophical studies. I had a talent for it. I was interested in it and I was really interested in ethics. I don't know if y'all know about this person, but I was reading um, H. Tristan Englehart's The Foundations of Bioethics okay. and the Foundation of Christian Bioethics. Okay, so the Foundations of Christian Bioethics is largely um, assigned reading for seminarians okay. in the United States on bioethical issues. It's very orthodox. It's very good. Um, if It's just interesting reading uh, for orthodox Christians. But um, his thesis is one that I largely agree with, which is um, in the, the Western emphasis on we can find God through reason alone. We can find mm -hmm. out how to be a good person through reason alone. Without mm -hmm. um, a relationship with God, we can deduce from natural laws um, what the right, the good, and the virtuous is. Uh, these foundational assumptions to Western culture and Western Christianity um, I think are false. Uh, Western philosophy has yet to produce a decisive argument for a either the existence of God or the existence of um, uh, like solely reason based foundational moral truths. And once I realized that what Englehart was saying was that I agreed with it. Um, yep coming to the east was just completely obvious yeah <laughs> because you, you you are left with only one option it's either like nihilism or a personal encounter with the truth okay <laughs> if reason isn't going to get you there you don't really have any other options so that was definitely helpful um yeah. in my um coming to the church um so i just had to mention that both because, I mean, Professor Englehart, I met him at that monastery that you and I both know about many times, and he's such a wonderful person. Uh, yeah, the Holy Archangels. Oh, here, I'll write them. Yes. <laughs> ha! Yes. With an E. Oh. Huh. I, I, I would, like, I would, if you don't spell a, a, a last name for me, or sometimes even names, like, that. Yes, Engelhardt. Um, he's, uh, when you guys posted that, um, that video about your, that troparian that you sang and how you were both like equally sad and happy that that very holy man had died, I was um, reminded of the day that Engelhardt died because he actually died right before, like 30 minutes before. Thank yeah. you, Neil. <laughs> uh, 30 minutes before I took this like giant test. Everybody should okay. get this book. It's so good. Um, okay. And uh, yeah. And um, as soon as I heard that, I mean, he had, he was like, you know, he had been um, suffering for a while with um, uh, a sickness. As soon as I heard that he had died, I almost went like this. Yes. Because I knew he could intercede for me. <laughs> because he was that, he was one of those people. He was one of those people who, yes, you're sad that they're gone. But like you said, Milos, when you were talking about this, it's like joyful because the heavens are like, you know, receiving this force of Christian nature, like this force of nature for Orthodox Christianity in the West. Mm -hmm. 
has gone to meet his maker. And it, yeah, I couldn't have been happier because I immediately started asking for his intercessions. And, you know, I was sad, obviously, because it's a huge loss, but it's hard to be sad for long because you know when somebody's a saint, you know, you know when somebody is there. And so I was just reminded by that. Is, is there any sort of like talks about canonization? Oh, um, no. no. <laughs> okay, so, so basically you, you, you feel like a great Orthodox Christian mind. Yes. Basically was, was you know, passed into, into the next... Um, yeah. Of yeah. And, and yeah, I, I don't think it's it's wrong to. And it was, yeah, it was it was great. I I took I was like thirty minutes from taking my comp. Everybody was already laughing at me because I was the only one in the testing center who had brought icons to just like surround the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it happens more often than you would think. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do this, um, and and one of my jobs, and it was frowned upon. I didn't really care much, but still, I Good. didn't surround with icons. I, I timidly put one or two icons, but still, it, people don't really. Yeah. Even in, a, even in a Christian Orthodox country, people ultimately don't care that much, really. You, you, know, know? you know, a colleague of mine, in a in a software outsourcing agency I used to work with, he approached me and said, yeah. "Can I ask you a personal question?" I'm like, "Sure." You know, you're a smart guy. You really believe in all that crap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's Chad, yes, like yes. No, it was it was, <laughs> it was a fine question, you know. You, you can you can have your own perspective. Um, you know, it is, let's let's not though, let's let's not open up another Pandora's box. It's perfectly fine with the five Boxes already open. Uh, there's uh, there's Pandora's boxes all over the place in this episode. <laughs> it's I a know. minefield of Pandora's boxes. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to stop being our guest. I mean, no, I think that there might be they might there might be a number three, but also we we might we might actually uh, talk to your husband next time hmm? for a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can interview him. Like, why? You, he can complain about how awful it is to be married to a philosopher. Uh, <laughs> or we can collectively just talk about how, how, I don't know, women are bad or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> also, why having a wife is great and also the worst. It's truly a martyrdom to oneself. True, um, true. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Dylan was a big part of my conversion story, although it wasn't the reason I converted, but yeah, definitely as I converted, I was like, I want to get married. Let's go. You know, like, I will say, I laughed out loud. Sorry, you know, that's the, a great mindset. I fully support this, this sort of mindset, yeah. and I confirm it works. I will say I laughed out loud at that Bible illustrated video of like reasons not to convert. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, 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 no. Not reasons not to convert. Bad reasons to convert. Yeah, there's yeah, a there, there's a world of difference between those two. <laughs> bad reasons to convert because I I have been known to like you know tell um, if I like meet somebody and I'm like hey you should come to church and they're a dude I like I'm like you. 
we'll find you a wife if you come to church. And then I saw that video and I was like, oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> uh, there's, um, there is a monastery here in Serbia yep. where they have regular services for for getting people together. Oh, uh, that's is it Tumane mm, or Rukumia? Yeah. Rukumia is I know that that one for sure, but Tumane might have it as well. It, it's like I know they have regular. Well, they have Tumane has has regular prayers for people to find uh, their quote unquote soulmate, but yeah. uh, but Rukumia, there's there's basically the after party. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's 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 a part where they actually meet. The people actually meet. It's not a bulletin out. board. It's not a bulletin board, right? You know, it's not like you know, you know, man, forty-one looking for a woman to cook. No, it's yeah. it's not that. But it's like I think it's it's nice, even though maybe the guy, the 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 uh, abbot is is a bit controversial. Um, yeah, but not too much. I mean, a bit, but not. In yeah, principle, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, come on, if you want a serious Orthodox spouse, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But also, but also, I don't think telling people come to the Orthodox Church will find your wife slash I don't think it works. <laughs> I, oh, I, I always do it with a smile on my face. I hope they understand that I'm ninety percent. Like joking, but here's what here's what you I want. You're not joking. That's the point. Yeah. I'm not joking. Well, I'm here's what I'm communicating. The women in the Orthodox Church are open to marriage, a truth, generally. Yeah. And yeah. like, especially in a place like the United States, where outside of the church, it's like. Mm, mm. Yeah, but I also met women who are 100% in the Orthodox Church, 100% loyal to God, etc. They will never get married. I can tell you that. Yeah. For sure. Why? In the so sense they never will, or they 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 don't want to. Then they they never never will because because you know there's the, this kind of people. They, I think that doesn't really it probably works for for men and women both. Um, I just have this experience with women about that, and that's all. It doesn't really doesn't really single out women, but there there's people mm. who there's people who just you're just very harsh, you know. It's like uh, yeah. they're looking. They're looking for the impossible. Like I've, I've oh, seen. Yeah. I've right. seen. I can talk about women because I dated two times. I think women from church. No, really. Okay. It's it's. I'm it's, not it's, laughing at that. I, I'm laughing <laughs> at something else. That's why I can talk about women in yeah. that case because I've I've seen that. Like, yeah. I've seen that. I've I think everybody has. Everybody knows who like difficult personality people. You, you know, it also to be honest, I really don't think they're difficult personalities. Like, like, oh, especially, I, you, know, you know, I think they're wonderful people, wonderful yeah. people. Yeah. For, they have this, they, they have this, I guess, there's a certain way they think things should work. And if they don't work in that exact way, it won't work for them at all. And Are I you think, talking about Bojan? I'm just no, no, I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> no, he's not that kind of a girl. No, the the thing is, <laughs> I'll get you for this, and your little dog too. <laughs> oh, what what I'm trying to say is, it's like, to me, it's not. It's like 
there's a threshold they haven't passed. They might do it, hopefully. You know, some of them do. I've seen that as well. Where they're just supposed to let God figure it out for them, you know? And they just have to try. And that's it. Try and pray. Try and pray. No, don't try too much. Don't be promiscuous. <laughs> but still, there, I think just people people prevent themselves from sometimes for trying, for, for just going in that direction. And, you know, th that's the thing, you know, for many, for many of us Orthodox, it's either marriage or, or monastics, you know, th that's how many yeah. people look at things. That's yes. how many people look at things. So, yes. you know, at some point, uh, th that's pretty much what, what awaits you. Yeah. So it's, 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 oh, I'm opening another Pandora's, but I need to, st I'm stopping. I'm stopping right now. You're muted, B. Sorry. I told you it is a it is a minefield of Pandora's boxes. It's like I don't know what I'm... Uh, you know. It, it, I, don't... I think it should be the episode name, even though I think that it should be a great uh, podcast name. A yeah. minefield of Pandora's boxes. <laughs> it's instant hit. Here. Keep them for yourself and then share it with me privately. But <laughs> okay. No, no, really. Um, we need a clickbaity title. Clickbaity. <laughs> yeah, you need a title like Ayapi converts to orthodoxy. Yes, Yuppie secular vegan atheist bears. Yeah, all. because she was she was jealous of women who had husbands, <laughs> something like that, you know. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna get in trouble. Somebody is gonna find out who I am on the internet and be like, "This person thinks that women are only happy if they have husbands." No. <laughs> I did not make that universal statement. I made a but general statement. That, no. Frankly, women tend, I mean, there is, there is like empirical work that's been done on this. I mean, you know, I think in the socio and the uh, sociology literature that we're termed non-liberal women and we report high levels of satisfaction. Well, so, it's nice. a thing that worked for so many centuries. I know. <laughs> But now, like, you know, let's just be honest. <laughs> you know, people people are trying to like tell us that you know, yeah, it worked, but it worked because patriarchy or toxic masculinity or whatever, uh, because women couldn't vote or something like that. Um, there is there is a, a, a commandment from God in terms of how we should do things. There's not one. There's many of them. And um, that's about that's about as far as I think we should go in terms of, you know, deciding, you know, if, if it's this or that. So it's actually for us Christians, I think it's easy. We don't we don't necessarily have to we don't necessarily have to go deep. You know, it's such a relief. I think that's one of those relieving things about being Orthodox. It's like there's it's just like I don't. It's not that I don't have to think, but you know, like the the thinking isn't endless. It's yeah, not. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, there's an answer. Yeah, and there's one thing. Uh, boy, help me with this. Be be help me with this. Uh, the the part of the, no, I don't the want scriptures where where God says. No, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> my blog. Uh, my burden is light. Yeah, thank you. That part. That part resonates with me when I when I when I when I think about this because at the end of the day if you go into that 
infinity process of trying to answer every question. You're going to go mad. Everybody and I think, yeah, you are going to go mad. And I will say this, this has to do with one of the reasons I converted. It is in principle impossible. Because it is impossible. No, it's exactly. You can't start to answer a question on what one should do without presupposing like foundational moral uh, assumptions. And it's solution. not that you can arrive to, at an answer from reason alone. You've already presupposed some yeah. assumptions in order to get there. And so, True. yeah. 100% on point, exactly kind of what I wanted to conclude. This is, God is a solution here. God is yeah. the solution. Because what's your problem? Your problem is death. And God yeah. conquered death. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, that, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it because Milo was a psychologist. <laughs> you know, his patients, they would come in and sit on his couch and he'd be like, Your problem is death. <laughs> <laughs> no, Milos is a theologian. Milos is a theologian. No. <laughs> yeah, he is. Milos the theologian, yes. Milos the psychologist. Yeah, thank you for um we have to praise you on occasion. Not too much, but on occasion. The exact same point you had the exact same point as me, which is great. Only well, you like the book that I want you to read. In fact, if you if you email me your address, I'll send you one for Christmas. Oh, I, I know his address. His address is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much. The doxing uh, of M. <laughs> book because it's cheap. It's super easy to get it, and it's gonna be here in two seconds. Oh, so, true. Yeah, so I've been, he's a cheater. He's a cheater. I've been sitting here trying to figure out what else Bojan is doing on the computer by trying to look at the reflection in his glasses. <laughs> You'll never know. You'll but never know. But here's a that's exactly what I was trying to do, but but I found out in a different on a different in a different way. <laughs> Let's make it difficult for you. Uh, you know, uh uh what they like to, you know, uh, they know that uh, stupid trope in modern series like Zoom in Hands, Zoom in Hands. I don't know. No. So like, uh, sorry? I haven't heard of this. Like, uh, like, uh, uh, like police or investigators, they find, find like uh, a footage of like security oh, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom yeah. in. Lens. Oh, that's what you said. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got Zoom in Hands. Well, that's not how zooming and enhancing works. I mean, <laughs> It does help a little bit, but it cannot create yeah. something that's not there on the camera. And yeah, I remember this people being like, "Yeah, yeah." The image, click, 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 da, 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 da. and it's it's like 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I remember there there's like this really foggy image of a car on security camera, and like zoom in, enhance, and like there's perfect image of the car. Zoom in on the zoom in on the registration plate and there's the perfect enhance and there's the perfect image zoom in on the reflection on the screw on the registration plate and there's a image of a guy zoom in on his eye and there's a reflection on his eyeball and they find the murderer <laughs> can i interrupt you for just a second no okay. okay let me tell you this we might laugh at that because it's in the movies but two things one <laughs> One, the the cameras are getting exponentially better, 
and yeah. the level of detail is getting exponentially uh, larger. And AI can actually do these things now. Oh no! I, I, but at the oh, time when this was marked, they couldn't. <laughs> Absolutely, not, not not that far away, like yeah, uh, yeah. in somebody's eye because of the limitations of the camera still. But AI yeah. is super capable of of enhancing a photo. Like the the things the things AI does right now, it, it's ridiculous. Like like there's a free project. I'm gonna give you a link because you might actually have fun with it. Which is like, let's say you have a painting of a horse. And you're like, okay. okay, AI, convert this painting into a photo. Bam, a perfect photo of a horse, horse based on the painting. And then you're like, okay, AI, no, no. Like, AI, what's important to be a zebra? And then, bop, 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 you get a zebra. Yeah. Uh, Easy. On, on a scarier note, my, my brother and my soon-to-be brother-in-law who is like, he's the one who tells me all the scary stuff on the internet that I don't know because I choose okay. to deny. This is awesome. And he told me the other day that, okay, apparently Shia LaBeouf, who is like an actor, um, when Trump got elected, he vowed to like wave this flag until he was finally ousted from office or whatever, okay? And so like this, I guess it was on 4chan, this website, I don't know what it is, but 4chan, um, like people, so he had a like live seed of this flag mm -hmm. and it was just the flag, but just from the surrounding of it, people on 4chan figured out where it was. So Shia LaBeouf moved it. He moved it twice. And the last time it was just the flag and a white wall. Yeah. And they figured out, the internet figured out like where it was based on like light patterns and like all of this stuff. And they tested their theory by ordering pizza to his house and seeing if the doorbell rang when they thought it would ring. And it did. And that scared me so. You know what we should do? We should no. have the internet solve all crimes. For <laughs> oh, chance. Yeah. For oh, crime. Yeah. For chance. By the way, Bridget, uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, internet historian, uh, he made a video on this, which is hilarious, but okay. also very informative. Just uh, uh, just uh, go on his channel and find. Uh, I, I think there's two uh, two videos about it because send I me, think. Okay, okay, I'll send you the link right away. It's amazing. To the, the uh, episode description. Okay. But also, it's late and, and I I need to go to sleep. Uh, can I just <laughs> take one moment to uh, selfishly ask for something of the audience, guys? If you if you find it in your heart for just like two seconds, please mention my father who is sick right now and having a lot of trouble uh, recuperating after an operation. Uh, please, 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 please. It would mean so much to me. That's all. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We will pray for him. What's his name? Miloye. Okay. Pray for Miloye. Spell that, please, for non-Serbian people. M-I-L-O-J-E. M-I-L-O-J-E. And yes, it's Boyan, not Bojan. And it's I know, not I know. Milo I keep doing it. Every time I do it, I'm like, you are such an idiot. Yeah. Well, every time you do it, I laugh. I laugh two times inside. It's so embarrassing. I, I tell myself right before I do it, no, don't say it like this, and then I do it. It's perfectly well, fun. 
Bojan forever. Of course. Forever, forever, forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that was my conversion story. I hope it lived up to expectation. Yeah, that was your conversion Whole Foods. Uh, what's the name of that thing where Father Dimitri took you? Box. Uh, cracker Barrel. Cracker <laughs> Barrel. So delicious. Oh, my God. Christian bioethics. <laughs> Five Pandora's boxes about women and marriage. Story. Oh, I should have thought about it more. Yeah, good luck making a title. Good luck making a title for this episode. The Pandora's boxes. The minefield of Pandora's boxes with Bridget. But yeah, because if we listen, if you want us to label you as a secular feminist, something, something, we need to have you with short hair. Uh, uh, dyed in turquoise, bright Don't pink, hold. purple. AI can do it. It can change the video. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm willing to consider it. <laughs> and, oh, and there's an image of a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> Me, and you could like put it like um, the background is like a, like a stock photo of an orthodox liturgy and I'm just like, I'm just like sneering at all the enslaved women and they're yeah, and you have and you have the, the bubbles the bubbles and then the cloud and inside the cloud it says they all have husbands <laughs> <laughs> even the guy next door has a husband <laughs> and two puppies yeah bridget thank you so much for being our guest again it might happen again i don't really know our special guest it's, Thanks we, for hanging out. I enjoy we'll, it so much. We'll see your reaction when we when we process process this video with AI. We'll see <laughs> if you're gonna want to be our guest again after that. <laughs> Nina, do you want to say bye bye? You want to say bye bye to our friends? <gasps> bye. bye bye Nina bye. Here, husband. <laughs> Look what you get when you convert. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, almost a a it's almost a commercial. It's <laughs> Orthodox Christianity. Yeah. This is what you get. Look how pretty. You get one of these. <laughs> oh. Y'all sleep They well. come with the ring. No, no. They come with the Don't ring. Be Don't be embarrassed. We will cut you off with AI. You won't even be there. Yeah, the, the AI. It controls all of it. And we'll crop you out with AI. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. I will see you guys soon because I'll probably bother you until we do this again some other time. But we should sign off, right? Yeah. Thank, thank yeah. you for being for being our subscriber as well. I never said that. Uh, oh yeah. To uh, to seeing you defend us in comments. <laughs> Yeah. True. That's men's work. It's a man's <laughs> world.